0: season one episode two hi everyone welcome to shamari speaks first i want to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast also thanks for the feedback everyone gave me on my first episode i really appreciate it um everyone had good things to say But you don't got to be nice. You can critique me, too. Now, just don't tell me something you disagree with because, in reality, I don't care. And I really don't like debating. (laughs) Just an FYI, not even trying to be mean. (laughs) So, if I ever say something in the podcast that you disagree with, don't think I'm going to sit up and go back and forth with you. I don't care. I mean, I guess we can discuss, but I don't care. I said what I said. Oh, well but let's go ahead and get into this episode so this is definitely about to be a personal episode where i'm talking about how i suffer from anxiety and depression and how it really affects me in my day-to-day life um i was really hesitant about wanting to speak on this since it is my first time talking about it openly like this but i also want to make sure people are aware of their own feelings also. So if anything I discussed throughout this episode you feel like you can relate to or feel like you notice someone going through these things, um, it does not automatically mean that you or them suffer from A and D too, but you might want to seek professional help if you just notice that something is off with you sometimes or, you know, mentally you're not in a space where you want to be. Um, Oh, and when I say A and D, um, that means anxiety and depression, so that I don't have to keep saying anxiety and depression. But just to give you the definition of what depression is, depression is a common and serious mental illness that negatively affects how you feel, the way you think, and how you act. Depression can cause feelings of sadness and or loss of an interest of activities that you once enjoyed. It can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems, and it can decrease your ability to function at work and home. Um, personally, I do see a mental health therapist every week, and it helps a lot. I'm a mental health advocate 100%. So, you know, I'm all for going to therapy and self care. And even though in today's society, so many people are opposed to it and think that it's for crazy people. I really wish it was one of those things that were that people were more open to and I wish it was normalized. I think it's important for people to know that it's okay to talk to someone and actually start their healing process from things that they may have went through through the past that's affecting them today. And I think it's important for people to know that it's okay to not be okay sometimes. So many people hide their emotions and wear a mask every day. Oh wait, <laughs> no pun intended. Okay. okay, so I was about to say because of COVID and everything. Uh, no, I was about to say um some people wear a mask every day to hide how they really feel, and I said no, in t- pun intended, because with COVID and everything, we wear a mask every day. Well. I know I wear mine, even though I'm fully vaccinated. Really, a lot of people don't even wear a mask as much as we did before, since the vaccines, of course. And sometimes I'll be feeling so out of place, being the only person in public with a mask on and everybody else is just walking around with no mask on. I hate that. But I'm still keep my mask on. But back to what I was saying, some people think that mental illnesses are fake or it's a mind thing. And yes, everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but it's pretty real. Like, there are people who die and kill themselves. Be- oh, I forgot to med- mention trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. So sorry, but trigger warning, trigger warning. Um, Self-harm and suicide will be discussed throughout this episode also. So, like I was saying, you know, mental illnesses are real. People die from it. People kill themselves because they struggle with it every day and it can become so overwhelming to a person who doesn't know how to exactly manage it the way that it should be or know exactly what it is to know that they are dealing with it and that they need to get treatment for it. I've never been to the point where I felt like hurting myself, but I have had thoughts of worrying about how I don't know what to do sometimes and how I don't want to deal with this forever. I have had very low days where I just wanted the feeling to go completely away and never affect me again. But, you know, depression can also be genetic. So with me being a mom, I worry about how it would affect my son as he gets older. Sometimes the thoughts of it has made me cry because I never want him crying or feeling so many emotions at once that he can't explain. And I don't want him to be afraid to talk to me about it. I don't want him to be happy in public and then no one knows how he cries himself to sleep at night. I mean, like, I don't want him battling with something and not know how to handle it to the point where he can't take it anymore. And he does. I don't know what. Because, you know, kids can be. Well, one of the reasons that in kids at younger ages experience depression really early is because kids can be very brutal and mean like in elementary and middle school those kids are the worst so many kids have committed suicide due to being bullied um or you know not having friends at school or feeling like they don't fit in or just things that kids say that are very mean and when i say like kids i mean like elementary age kids i remember um a few weeks after i gave birth i made a Donation to this organization that a dad started when his uh, seven or eight-year-old committed suicide. And I remember thinking, eight? That's so young. And it's sad that those type of thoughts were able to enter a child's mind. And to them, that may seem like it was an easy way to deal with their emotions. And um, now the dad travels and talks to different kids about bullying and suicide and to prevent it from happening to them and prevent other parents from having that happen to their child as well. I don't remember the name of the organization, though, because I did want to donate again, but the paper is somewhere in my car. I'll find it. But yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I know... It It really made me sad to know because, like, I had just gave birth to him. I think that was, like, he was maybe six weeks old. Yeah, so I definitely made a donation because I was just, like, if that was my child, even though I was a new mom, I was, like, you know, if that happened to my child, I would want to make awareness, too. So it was a really good thing that he was um, doing. And I never just want to be in a situation where I'm saying – I didn't know my son was going through something or he didn't tell me he was okay. So I didn't know, uh, well tell me that he wasn't okay. So I didn't know he wasn't okay. And now that I know about depression, I had it at a younger age too, I feel like, but I didn't know what it was. I have that knowledge on it and I know how to pay attention to the signs in my son. And to make sure I always check on him mentally as he gets older. I mean, of course, I'm not just going to ask my seven-year-old, is he depressed or anything? But I want to make sure I'm engaged in his life, you know, actually so interested in conversations with him and ask how school is going, ask if he made new friends, and let him know that it's important to be nice and be kind because you never know what other kids may be feeling or going through at home. Um... I believe talking to your friends and family members is okay, but talking to a professional who can really get your mental health where you need and want it to be is always better. And I say that because you don't want to get to the point where you're draining your family and friends all the time or just to the point where you only talk to them when you're not okay and they don't know what it's like to know you when you are in a good place. I feel like that can kind of push someone away. And sometimes I feel like I push my friends away when I'm not okay and starting to feel depressed, but it's never intentionally that I'm pushing them away. When I do start to feel depressed, since I've had it for so long, I know what signs to start looking for um, in myself. For example, it can be me not eating as much, skipping meals, not being productive, only wanting to lay in bed, having no energy, or motivation to do absolutely anything, sleeping longer, or sleeping a lot in general. And sometimes there are things that happen that triggers it for me, but other times I really don't know what's wrong and it just happens out of the blue and I hate it so much. Uh, hate is a very strong word. I don't really use the word hate lightly, but I do know with A and the P, a and, I said A and the P, with A and D, I strongly dislike it. Um, it annoys me. So I feel like it annoys other people too. So I tend to sort of isolate myself and like, I won't text back or answer the phone or just really give myself the, well, I don't text back. I won't really answer the phone. I really won't want to be bothered. I just really want to make sure I give myself the time to rejuvenate and get myself in a better mood. Um, But, you know, with depression, it isn't something that anyone can turn on and off, though. So it comes and goes as it pleases. And for me now, instead of just allowing it to really affect my daily life and my responsibilities, I know how to manage it way more. Like the laying in bed all day is great for when I'm really exhausted. I now know how to manage, manage it to where when I'm depressed. I push myself to get up and do the things that I don't really feel like doing. And I noticed that pushing myself to do the things I don't feel like doing always allows the, the depression to not really get the best of me. And it's not really affecting my mind with the negative, overwhelming thoughts and the anxiety as much as it did in the past. Um, hence as to why I'm picking up so many new things. Like I started the podcast, looking into starting, um, well, to start doing real estate, I'm looking at other business ideas too, while going, still going to college full time and having a baby, basically picking up new tasks so I can stay busy and not really give my depression the time to sneak up on me. I will say honestly though, it is overwhelming. It still does get overwhelming not with the mental aspect of course, but just with having so much to do and like um, trying to do everything in a timely manner. (sighs) Oh Lord, see the thought of it is just making me tired. It's just that I feel like that's what helps me. And I do know when you do so many different things at once, you're gonna have to find that work-life balance So I feel like once I'm completely done with college, oh, my God. See, I said completely done. I do graduate next December, but I am going to grad school right after undergrad. So for being technical, I have about um, still four more years of college left, three to four more years of college left. So I, I keep saying when I'm done with school, dang I won't really be done done for a while. But let's just say when I finish my undergrad degree, my bachelor's degree, I feel like some of this pressure of um, making sure I'm getting a lot of things done, some of that will go down because I'll have one of my major goals already knocked out of the way. Uh, I do... um. Well, like I said, I go to school full-time, and I'm a mom 24-7, so sometimes I will be so tired and say I'm going to have to take a break from something for a while, or I'm going to have to stop doing one of the things that I do to keep me busy if I don't really like it as much. Another thing that really helps my mental health is self-care days. Like I make it a mandatory thing where I do whatever I want to do, um, and it's one of those days where I'm strictly by myself. Like, I go get my nails done, I go get a drink at the bar, I eat, just scroll on my phone, binge Netflix, and just really enjoy my time alone. And now, I really love to be alone, It's like, to the point where I prefer to be alone. So much to the point, we're talking about being in a relationship with someone, I'm like, (laughs) being in a relationship and do what with them exactly? I would just rather not i want to know how to make myself happy before i go get in a relationship with someone and that's the only reason why i'm happy if that makes sense i just even with that it's like now i know how to be happy but i still want to be left alone <laughs> Jeez, being and i'm not saying I'm not trying to be a party pooper or anything like, yes, everyone needs somebody, but self-love is also important. If, if you don't know how to love yourself, especially when you know you have mental health issues, how are you in a relationship with someone else? I don't, I've never understood that, but anyways, um, I was scared to talk about my mental health so openly like this because I know the stigma about depression and stuff, so I try to keep it to myself and only share with it who I want to share with it, but I do hope when I get in a relationship next time that it's easy for me to discuss this with him, but I fear it'll run someone off. I mean, like I am doing so much better than I ever have, but I don't want him or even someone friendship-wise to feel like they don't know to help me so they would rather just let me be because you know depression and its symptoms can be treated but it can't exactly be cured. Going to therapy does help me a lot and I always feel so much better after my therapy sessions. Um, I've been going since I was 18. Yes 18 I started right before college and the therapist that I see now is not the same one that I started with With my last one, I felt like I was never really making progress and I was just there, but with my new one, I definitely noticed a difference with my mental health and my goals are clear and in between my sessions with her, I know what to work on individually and you know consistency is key so of course um to really notice talk therapy helping you you have to be consistent with it or it'll feel like you're starting over each time and you don't want that especially if you are really um struggling and trying to get to a better place and um if you ever do decide to look for a therapist you can call around um see what things therapists specialize in to see if it's a great fit for you because you don't have to pick one and then stick with them forever you can always you know say like i don't think this is a good fit or do you have any referrals or recommendations you can give me for someone else um you know you don't have to stay with them and they it's not like they'll be upset either they completely understand because you don't want someone that'll be able to really help you and give you the type of help that and support that you need um If you feel like you suffer from a mental illness, I really hope this encourages you to get help. Like seriously, oftentimes I'll think about how when I was in high school, one of my classmates committed suicide. And that was just when I was 14, 15. Um, I didn't really know him personally, but we did ride the elevator together every day and we sat by each other. In class and he would always speak and he was really nice and friendly and just one day he wasn't on the elevator and I got to class the class that we had together and the teacher told us that the night before he killed himself and I remember thinking the night but well not the night before I remember thinking to myself like he seemed fine yesterday he was smiling and laughing And, you know, I learned that that's the thing. You can't assume people are okay or they're feeling okay because you never know what someone is battling when they go home alone or the thoughts that they have before they go to sleep. So please let someone know, at least one person you trust, know the things that you struggle with because you don't want your family and friends to be like, oh, well, she seemed happy when I saw her last or she never said she was feeling that way because not everyone notices the signs of someone not being okay. So make sure you at least have that one person that's aware of how you feel if you do ever have these feelings. So on that note, this episode is coming to an end. I appreciate you so much for listening. Um, I took time to really think if I wanted to upload this, um, because I was on and off about wanting to talk about it on here because like I said I don't really talk about it openly some of my co-friends know about it some of them don't know about it but I guess I do now feel better that I did talk about it I will be doing another episode this week about dating during this generation and dating as a mom or maybe it'll be next week Hmm. so far that's the discussion that I have that I want to do in my head But if it's not that, that's because I'm saving it for a certain time and I may end up talking about something else. I don't know yet. I kind of want to do it this week, though, since um, I didn't get to post last week. It's the end of my school semester. So I'm trying to finish a lot of projects and stuff before doing any extra stuff like this. Either way, it'll be this week or next week. Uh, It'll probably be this week. I'm, I can't say for sure, but again, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you later.